0: The program is paid for by the Hawkeye Huddle, which is solely responsible for its content. The opinions and views expressed on this program do not necessarily reflect those of 1700 The Champ, Cumulus Media, or its employees or management. The
1: Hawkeye Huddle on 1700 The Champ. Interact with the show on Twitter at Hawkeye Huddle and at
0: Hawkeye Huddle 2.
2: And hello again everybody. Welcome to the Hawkeye Huddle here on 1700 The Champ. Brett Ridge, Dave Creighton Jr. with you here at G-Mix in Valley Junction, West Moines. Shocker, we're at G-Mix. Can you believe it? It's Tuesday night and here you and I are. And I've been here uh, Sunday,
1: Monday. <laughs> you yeah. are a patron, are you not? I am. Yeah, I am a patron. Uh, I took the I took a couple days off. Yeah, well, <laughs> you needed... know,
3: amateurs
2: have to do I know. that. I know, <laughs> absolutely. Um, so we're coming off of a, an, an interesting game for the Iowa Hawkeyes, right? Uh, I said to you just a little bit ago the one thing that was kind of uh, kind of fun about it, actually. Was we're still yelling in the middle of the third quarter, right? We're still we're still cheering because it's a real football game, and actually, really? it. it I, I think if you're watching it on TV and you're disinterested as a fan of neither team, it's <laughs> a good football game to watch, right? Uh, and, and it's just when you're a fan of the Iowa Hawkeyes, we both as well expected Iowa to absolutely pound Colorado State. That didn't happen for a number of reasons, and so we get the gnashing of teeth, teeth and the grumbling. And I'm not going to say I'm not part of it, but at the same time. You're sitting at four and zero, you are number five in the country s- still after a twenty-four to fourteen win, and you are going to Maryland on Friday night. Fox Sports One national television for a seven p.m. game, and you got a chance to set up what would be theoretically be the biggest football game in Kinnick Stadium since nineteen eighty-five. Oh, it would be the last time two top ten teams showed up at top Kinnick Stadium. Five teams, With, uh, and top ten, but top five, yes. Two top five teams. The time before that was nineteen sixty. So you are talking about. Uh, 61 years, only twice as it happened before. So, you got us? We're dialing up go. here at GMIGS so we get some of our fans here to show who are showing up to listen a little bit as well. So, I'm just saying, Without yes. Without reverb. I don't want to uh, create hyperbole around that because here's the deal, and I'm, I'm happy about this. As Iowa struggled a little bit this weekend, I think that's great because I don't think they're going to look past Maryland at all right oh, now. Oh, zero chance.
1: There's zero chance they're looking past Maryland. Uh, Maryland's 4-0. Are they ranked twenty fourth? They're not yet ranked. They they just oh, fell outside. Actually, Trey Trey told me they're twenty uh, seventh. Yeah, uh, they fell outside just the, uh, a little bit. Yes, in the poll. Uh, nevertheless, you know, a team that is certainly <laughs> you're going on the road. They're going to have a blackout. They've canceled class all over <laughs> uh, all over the the town or the town of Are Col- they College State? No, that's, that's
2: College Park, Maryland. College Park, Maryland. College yes.
1: Park. And so that it's going to be a, an interesting game. You know, the Hawks do have one advantage in that. We have always played uh, uh, Friday, Friday games against uh, Nebraska. So we understand what it takes to play on a Friday night. Uh,
2: They've fine? already had one on Friday night. They played Illinois on a Friday night a couple of weeks ago. So Well, they're a high school know. team, so, I mean, they should be used to it, <laughs> right? <laughs> do you know what that thing on their helmet is? It's their flag. It's the state flag. Of course, I know that. Okay. Good not everybody does because it doesn't look like much of anything. I'm sure it stands for a lot of different things. We're going to break them down a little bit more later on, but let's get to uh, what happened this past weekend because a number of things as Iowa uh, went in, into halftime at 14 to seven deficit. Actually, after you know, so the thing that was most distressing I thought um, was in the first half was not the lack of offensive production. It was not the fact that they had converted nine out of 13 third downs. To me, it was that they'd actually rushed the football to get them p- themselves in position to convert nine out of 13 third downs, but then they did, and I thought that they the defense to me was sleepy, and I thought the offense needed a little bit of, of a kick, and it sounds like at halftime, Kirk was calm with the offense, and it sounds like Phil Parker unloaded on the defense.
1: Well, it's my understanding that according to uh, Vandenberg, it was a 6.5 on the Phil, Rick- Phil Parker yes. Richter scale, <laughs> which means... It was uh, in earnest, and it was whatever, but it was not um, over the top, and they've all heard worse. So, but I would disagree with you in this regard. I, I felt like the offense was actually doing great things. And that interception, the Spencer Beecher's first interception of the year, was a 14-point turnaround in the football game. And, I mean, if you think about it, Iowa goes in and scores. He throws an interception on the 14. Iowa goes in and scores. Uh, and we don't allow Colorado State to uh, take a short field and score a touchdown. There, final score is thirty-one to seven, and we're all sitting here cashing our tickets and going, "Yeah, well, okay, it wasn't great, it wasn't bad, but adversity is an interesting thing in, for a football team." In Iowa, obviously, at Iowa State, had had uh, they were down at Iowa State, they were playing on a, on the road in an extraordinarily hostile environment. So they had somebody, they hadn't really had any self inflicted
0: right. uh, adversity. Right. And, right.
1: and that's right. And this was the first time. And, you know, as the second half started, our punter knocks him down to the six. And what happens in the next play? Yahweh. Mm-hmm. Yahweh, y-, y A Black with Y, y- A Black knocks w- the ball loose with a fumble. Jack Campbell, and then we run the Statue of Liberty. Which I was surprised we didn't go with the annexation of Puerto Rico.
2: Yeah, you got to right? save that one to pull that out at a later
1: t- a later time. Absolutely, there was yes. no no uh, polecat there, and but an nevertheless, of Texas, the uh, <laughs> Statue of Liberty gets uh, Tyrone Tracy in the end zone, and all of a sudden the game's tied, and you felt the energy in in the building come back, and. You know, the Hawks dominated the second half. I In, mean, you know, Lord. the only time the energy
2: left, I thought it was. I thought it was pretty good actually through most of the first half, until we threw the interception and they get right. They go down. They get so that's two short fields. By the way, both touchdowns. He had a, a bad punt, which doesn't happen very often, bad it's snap. A, it's his first right. bad punt. Right, so they had 36 yards and I think a 24-yard uh, right. field to right. march I it on. I was 22,
1: but whatever. But whatever.
2: Crossed they enough. had to convert, like, five first downs, uh, uh, third downs on each of those drives, including one that they didn't get, but somehow the reflay official decided that he reached four or five yards further than he did. What a terrible call. But anyway, aside from that, it wasn't that bad, and, it, and so it didn't feel really bad until, to me... Iowa comes out in the third quarter, the first two series, the offense went three and out, including one where Spencer Petrus, for all the good things he did the other day, he missed Tyrone Tracy. I don't know if anybody was within 50 yards of him, right? He went down the left side of the field, and it, he just literally, he's it just was, standing there. It was there. 30 yards. I, okay. <laughs> and Spencer Petrus never looked at him, right? And Spencer, by the way, looked off of his first receiver and then checked down to the tight end, shocker. And who wasn't open and threw the ball into the ground. And everybody thought, that's when I thought a little air went out of the team because it felt like for just a minute he thought, you know what, maybe they're maybe he's not going to do it just for a second. But, and then we knocked the punt down there at the six-yard line, and we recovered the fumble, it, it, and, and,
1: so, and cha- the whole thing changed. And so your short-term memory had for, already forgotten the two great passes he'd made I, at Keegan Johnson.
2: Uh, the first one only the second one was later, but yes. Uh, Regardless. No, 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 you're right. Both of them had been. No, you're right. Yes. No, your short-term memory had forgotten that because you thought, boy. That's how just, they got down to the 14. He just can't look off of, of of his guys. But you're right. It was just a dip. I thought then the crowd was really into it after that. I didn't feel like the energy was ever just out of it because Iowa fans at this point are still happy as as all get out to be in the stadium having a good time with the Hawks. And so in a close game, they and, were ready to pick them up. And having
1: beer served yeah. at their leisure.
2: So the second half, uh, things changed quite a bit, uh, even especially on defense, right? So the offense had some success in the second half. But on defense, suddenly those 9 of 13 conversions on third down went to 2 for 10. Uh, they got 78 yards total on, I think, 10 possessions in the second half, 10 or 12 possessions in the second half. They, got to, uh, they did get one possession where after, uh, the, after the touchdown and the penalty, which we'll get into here in a little bit, uh, they got the ball at the 50, and uh, they went for it on fourth and short. And I, I don't know if four guys could actually get in the backfield faster and stop them on a, on a fourth down play. Uh, Jack Campbell was there. Van Valkenburg, I think, was there first. And uh, and we'll also talk about Campbell here in a little bit. But that was a, a that was, for all intents and purposes, that's the end of the football game because they had a chance to try to go and don't. Give their coach credit for going ahead and going there, feeling like they're still in the game, only down seven. Why wouldn't you go for it? Well, what, what do you have goal. to lose? Well, they, had, they had a
1: pretty good kicker and a pretty good punter, right? They made well, who knows, right? But, but yeah, what do they have to lose, right? Yeah, Absolutely. They, they have nothing to lose. And Colorado State played an inspired game. They were hell-bent on stopping the run, which they did. And, you know, it, it frankly, it allowed Petrus to have a few opportunities. I mean, you may... Five passes that they gained over 20 yards during the game. Um, Other than the tunnel screen that he, I mean, good Lord, let's telegraph that some more. Right. Um, My guess is we're not going to see that again until, I don't know, Illinois late in the game. Bet we see it this week. No (laughs) way. Seriously. No chance. It's
2: just you've got it. he's, you've got, they jumped that route and part of it was the kid actually was out of position and happened to go, oh, look at this. I, I, it's usually there. It is almost always there when they call it.
1: Petrus needs to see it, right? But he didn't even look. Well, you know, they fake it, and then uh, There's a play action Sam LaPorte it, right? is yeah. open by 25 yards, right. and then he, then he spins the ball out of pure joy, and he gets 15 yards for spinning. So do
2: you know what the rule is?
1: Yes. What is the rule? Apparently you can't do anything after you score a touchdown other than hand the ball I, in Barry Sanders-like to the official.
2: So the rule actually reads, no kicking, throwing, or spinning the football as to make the referee chase the football. That's what the rule reads. It does not read that you can't spin it. It does not say you can't kick it. It doesn't say you can't throw it. It says you can't make the referee chase it. So the idea of dropping the ball on the ground is uh, is an act. If you just drop the ball when you get in the end zone, that should be flagged every time if you're going to call this in crappy, in ridiculous, stupid.
1: In my high penalty. school career, I scored three touchdowns. The first one that
2: happened at
1: Lincoln, um, I scored a touchdown to uh, either tie or put us. It was either 7-0 seven, seven I think it was 7-0 when I scored to make it 7-0. And I scored a touchdown, and I threw the ball. I went like this. Put threw my it up in the up, air. Put, yeah. and threw the ball in the air, not like he didn't throw it into the state, throwing it you like just... Joe Montana yep. or anything. I just exultedly you threw got the flag. ball. No, of course I didn't get flagged. Well, you should have got, according to this rule. I got flagged in the Hoover game when I tackled the dude who was about to intercept a game. That's a whole other story. Right. But in the Lincoln game, I threw the ball in the air. It was actually admonished by the head football coach. Why'd you do that? And I said, Well, coach, I haven't scored a touchdown in a long time. <laughs> kind of forgot what it was like. I
2: I just think I, I and I know that I know that the I what the uh, the spirit of the rule is, but the idea here is to just not make the referee cha- chase the ball. That's then, not
1: the the spirit of the rule is not to uh, show up the other team. And and in, that's, not, in, what a, a, that's it, not what he did. That's not what he did. That's what the official thought he did, and I believe it's horrible, but. Nevertheless, the rule's a rule. He spun the ball, and, and he got flagged. It's not and, a rule. Was, spinning
2: is not it, against the rules. Oh, my goodness! Why, why don't you send a well, freaking freak freak
1: letter think. to Kevin Warren and tell him. I should. It was it was misinterpreted.
2: Now, you know what rule I didn't know? You know why they got the ball at the 50 after that kickoff? Because Iowa kicked it out of bounds in from the 20, and it went out of bounds at the 25. Right, right? because yeah. the uh,
1: ball out of bounds, and they don't give them the extra – 15 yards against after you have to kick off from the 25 right or, so or you kicked 20, from the 20, 20 but
2: why so we kicked it out of bounds at about the 25 yard line I thought at that point you add a penalty to it so it moves up to about the 40 or 35 you know but they put it at the 50 and I couldn't figure out why they gave them 23 yards
1: because right. Because normally it's supposed to be at the 35 yard line. No.
2: Yes, it goes 30 yards from the restraining line is the option. You can get five yards or 30 yards from the restraining line is where you kick it off from. You know, interesting. You, I just crossed
1: so that restraining line so many times. I'm just, and, just and telling. Apparently, you, it sounds like on Friday I, night, maybe you were across the restraining uh, line.
2: I did do that, dude. and, yeah, and no one, one say, knows about that. We're not going to say nobody, nobody. <laughs> we didn't. <laughs> we, we did. I mean, but. Um, Anyway, exactly. I, the straight restraining line would have been, in this case, the 20 where they kicked from. I didn't realize that's how that was applied, so the 50 was correct. Anyway, the no-spin rule is the no-fun rule, and it doesn't have any place in the game. It's really still. You know what they did change a couple of years ago? Because of the Akram-Wadley, they clarified the Akram-Wadley deal after that. They clarified the rule the next year to say that any time you break stride, if you're, unabated, if you're unabated to the goal line and you alter or break your stride in any way, in any way,
1: That can be construed as celebration. I'd really be excited to watch them call that on Ohio State if their quarterback pulls a hammy at the five, unabated. Or Amir Smith-Marset flipping into the end zone last year for a touchdown, right? Well, actually, if you were smart, you'd flip in the end zone after having already scored. I believe that's that's probably a a true statement. This is, this is why people
2: listen to our show.
1: No, this is why you listen to oh, our show. That's so that why, you can I, that's try why I pay why attention you, to my own stuff. Why okay. you think that you're correct in this. I mean, the dude broke the rule. It, it happens. Yeah. So, Keegan Johnson, uh, true freshman. Yes. Bellevue, uh, Bellevue Nebraska. Dad played at Nebraska, in case you didn't know that. And he had not ha- actually caught a ball yet. I didn't realize that. Well, they had here? targeted he, him three, two or three times, and, and they, they had yet to actually... Complete a pass to him, Um, but yeah, obviously looks spectacular. Ran right by. Ran right by him. Ran right by him. What I really, what I really hope that happens here throughout the balance of the season is that we see team more more teams play press coverage. Yeah. And so that they can uh, exploit Arlen Bruce the fourth, Keegan Johnson, and Tyron Tracy on, on all of those. Uh, aspects and that also is going to make Laporta even that much more dangerous if you're going to play man and try and stack the box to stop the run and, which is
2: you know I, I wouldn't say that they were doing the 10 man fronts we've seen some teams doing in and the, but they brought, brought a lot of guys up it's how they were stopped and you're right if they you're going to do that you're going to have to throw over the top and at the very least the thing that, that they, had both, the other day. they had
1: both safeties up we were playing three yeah. w- three yeah. wide outs one running back and a tight end. They got eight guys in the box, and everybody's man-to-man and press coverage doesn't take a freaking rocket scientist no, figure no, out. And, and figure out that if you got a quarterback who can throw the football, let them find the guy who's open and let him chuck it down there. And Keegan Johnson clearly cannot be outthrown at this point. Well,
2: the good news with that is that at least we've seen that no was examples. those were
1: two dimes.
2: And another one that looked like maybe it was a little, but it was a great. Ended up being great to Nico Regini later on. Uh, Nico turned the opposite direction found it over his shoulder um, I thought that was great and of course you know the one to laporte see so you're like you say he had uh, five passes of over 20 yards um, he comes out with a great quarterback rating again the the issue really becomes what happens when what happens when that first throw that, that that's not the designed first throw and if it's not open what happens nobody else other than a running back coming out of the backfield or maybe. Your tight end is going to get the ball on the check down. That's your problem. You're not finding the guys who are breaking open after that. But that's well, that's I,
1: something to work on, right? I, yeah. I, frankly, I think the bigger problem is going to be when somebody starts to put a pass rush on us with four guys.
2: We'll talk about that maybe this weekend. All right. We'll come back on the Hawkeye Huddle on 1700 The Jam.
1: Back to the Hawkeye Huddle with Dave Creighton Jr. and Brett Ridge on 1700 The Champ, Real sports talk for real sports fans. And we're back here on the Hawkeye Huddle.
2: Brad Ridge, Dave Creighton Jr. with you as we are each week here. 17 or the Champ, 6 o'clock on Tuesdays. And, of course, we're G g for Steak Night here in Valley Junction. Come down and join us here for the next half hour or any time here over the next handful of months as we get through the Iowa football and basketball season. A lot of exciting things ahead, uh, not only here on the football field, but as we get into winter sports and uh, some very cool things happening there Can't as well. Can't
1: wait for uh, women's wrestling. Hey, is that... It's coming. Is that happening
2: this year, no. or is it? No, no, I no they, it got, they have
1: to actually recruit a class. Be,
2: before we talk to Tom, though, since you mentioned another sport, you know, the field hockey team finally made it to number one for I, the first time in history. I didn't realize I, that.
1: I do know that, and I noted that today. And congratulations! they won. are ten and zero, and they've beat every. Obviously, they they've they've, played. They've they're forty.
2: They've given they've given up four goals. They've scored forty three. There you go. And they have wins over five five ranked. Uh, top 10 jobs. Yeah, I Actually, I right. think Wake Forest was 11. Anyway, good for them. Uh, it, right now, well, it, somehow they still had 20 people vote somebody else number one. I can't figure that out. But it's field hockey. You know, anything could happen in that crazy sport, right? But anyway, it's great to see them at, at number one. Uh, let's move on real quick because uh, we only get Tom Cakert from HawkeyeReport.com for this one segment every week. Good afternoon,
0: Tom. Good afternoon, gentlemen. How are you today,
1: Tom? Enjoying the beautiful weather, I hope.
0: Yeah, got the grass
1: cut today. How about that boy, Attaboy. <laughs> Attaboy, I got I got my cut yesterday, so I so, get it. So, Tom Jack Campbell is the Big Ten Defensive Player of
2: the Week. He's also the Bronco Nagurski, Nagurski National Player of the Week. 18 tackles this last week. Do you remember the recruiting of Jack Campbell? much. I mean, you were uh, obviously with the recruiting bend that uh, your site has. I don't remember him being a heavily recruited kid, but I remember a lot of people thinking that he could be good. But man, he's good.
0: Yeah, he was more of a, you know, initially, I think a lot of people thought he was going to end up at UNI. And, um, you know, he just kind of um, I would just really fall in love with him. Uh, the thing I'll always remember about him is that that, uh, that first year that he was on campus, um, I just heard some stuff early on. Everybody was like, yeah, this, is, this kid's legit. And I was like, okay, I better start paying close attention to him. Um, just heard a lot of good things. So, um, you know, he's, he's going to have a decision to make at the end of the year, I think i hate I hate it, but I love it, right, You hate it, but you love it, yeah, he probably will. who knows Iowa kid
2: right, so falls um, right, so uh, as you take a look at, at uh, this last weekend, obviously, a lot of focus can go down to uh, maybe the part that that Iowa that Iowa has to be a little bit worried about when they look back at this is the way the offensive line played, okay, captain obvious there. But it looks like maybe some things will be shifted around and get a little bit better this week. Getting a couple of guys back and back uh, able to play a little bit more.
0: Yeah, they should be um, should be getting Justin Britt back. Um, you know, Kyler Shot's going to get get more playing time as he kind of ramps up and gets his uh, his win back. So, you know, I I think they're they're trending in the right direction. Um, I think the big thing for um, for, for the offensive line, honestly, is maybe they, less is better than more uh, guys there in, in some way in that uh, maybe they need uh, need to narrow that field down a little bit.
1: Yeah, continuity in that line always makes a big difference. And, you know, getting the opportunity to gel instead of having this constant rotation, certainly I agree with you on that, Tom. Uh, less Less should be more in that regard.
0: Yeah, he just—you um, know—I I think he's just—I uh, I think the whole the line. There's just too many guys in there right now, and um, and that's going to be something that, um, that they're maybe going to have to consider. And I asked Kirk about it today, so I just—I I, didn't—I didn't know how he was going to respond to it but i think he believes too that they've got to make a decision but it sounds like maybe he's waiting till the five weeks to kind of narrow things down well these
2: are uh, I, that, that that's great in theory but uh, I, in in my opinion i think I, I literally think this these are two of the, the next two weeks are probably two of the four toughest games on the schedule based on looking back now of course iowa state no matter how good or bad they they might be, and I think they're they're still going to turn out to be pretty good. That's going to be a really tough game because of the road game. But uh, this Maryland team's saltier than people think. Obviously, Penn State is Penn State. You got Wisconsin down there. It, Honestly, I think this I think next two weeks.
1: I think Purdue's pretty
2: dark. Yeah. So I think the, they can get into the bye week. Might be judicious if he wants to wait that long. It's fun to see a true freshman like Connor, Connor Colby, a kid from up the up the road in Cedar Rapids, a gigantic kid who can play get in there and start a game like he did the other day. It's just when you're playing an 18-year-old kid, he's going to whiff a few times, and we're heading to the Big Ten, and this just in, Iowa's ranked fifth in the country. So uh, it's a challenge they got to meet. It would be interesting to see them uh, maybe just start to zero in on what that offensive line should look like because uh, I'd sure like to see it move the ball at least like it did in that second quarter at Iowa State rather than it did the other day uh, against Colorado State on the ground.
0: Yeah, they're going to have to uh, to get that, um, you know, those, everything kind of settled. They've got to, you know, although I, I will say this. A week ago, uh, we were feeling pretty good about the offensive line. You know, 153 yards, and everybody was kind of feeling good for Goodson, and everything was going well, over 200 yards total for the team. And then last week happens, and they just can't run the ball, and it's um, – They've got to figure out a consistency, I think, is the big thing. But they're also going to face teams that stack the box, and they know that. Well, that's been going on for as long
1: as almost we can all remember, is, is that eventually, that, yeah. particularly if you don't think that the Iowa quarterback can beat you, they're going to put eight, eight guys up, upwards of nine guys in the box, and say, all right, their skill guys aren't going to beat us. However, I think we saw something Saturday. Keegan Johnson is the guy who can actually beat you. And how how fun was it to see him get out there and, and obviously catch his first touchdown? But uh, you know, again, even have his first catch uh, so far as a Hawkeye.
0: Yeah, um, it was a it was big for for them to uh, be able to get. Uh, to be able to get that yardage and and get Keegan involved more. Um, he's kind of been itching to get involved more, you know. And uh, they really hadn't been able to target him down the field. I was talking to Nico Regani today, and he goes, he goes, Keegan's like the fastest guy on the team. Nobody can really guard him. So, um, you know, he's he's a guy that's explosive, and I, I think you're going to see. More to him, maybe this Friday night. I, I think there's going to be more passes down the field just because of the way Maryland's
2: going to play, too. Well, uh, before we before we uh, miss it, uh, the Hawks got a commitment today uh, from a tight end in this upcoming class—a kid that they just offered. I don't know, yesterday or the day before that. But uh, boy, I like his video, Tom. He fits right into what they do. He looks like he's he just fit to the Iowa mold little shocked, in my opinion, based on watching his tape, although I've learned my, my skills at that are not great. I thought this was a great pickup right away. And the uh, kid Long is super – well, he's six to six too, and, and he, he's fast. As, tell us about uh, the pickup this weekend – or this week.
0: Yeah. Cale Kale Vanderbush, he's from uh, Plainfield, Indiana, and uh, he's a big kid, 6'6", 200 pounds. He has been committed to western Michigan. And uh, flipped to, he visited Iowa over the weekend – they offered him and uh it was pretty quick uh recruitment they had been watching his film and liked what they saw so um i think he's a he's a really interesting uh prospect that uh that they picked up here and they're gonna he's gonna need a year probably to kind of bulk up a little bit because he's more of a he's more of a wide receiver now more than a tight end so he's gonna have to work on the blocking and get stronger
2: it might be one of those situations where this is a kid, you know, in years past when they could afford to, without the early commitment dates and all that, they could afford to slow play a kid a little bit, you know, so that their schools don't come in. But uh, he got picked up an offer from Utah, and suddenly I think Iowa wanted to hop on him, and it's really good to see how that, that worked out. I, I think that's going to be a, a great pickup for him. Um, as you look forward, it sounds like they're going to they're get uh, a revisit from both the uh, Mr. X here in in uh, southeast Polk and, and Kyler Casper again for the Penn State game. Is that right?
0: Yes, uh, that's the plan right now. Is that uh, uh, Xavier Womper is gonna he's going to um, make his official visit that weekend to Iowa. So be a big weekend. He's also going to announce I think this weekend his final three. Uh, Iowa will be in that final three. I can. Pretty much tell you that with 100 percent certainty. I think the other two are going to be Notre Dame and Ohio State. That's my guess uh, right now, because that's kind of his three firm visits that he's going to take. Um, I think I was actually in decent shape with him, so um, you know I think time will tell. He's going to. I-, I don't know that a, a commitment is imminent, but. I'll tell you this. He and Kyler uh, Casper, who's in the 2023 class, Kevin Casper's son is a four star wide receiver out of Arizona. Um, they're good friends. They played seven on seven together. So, um, part of the reason Kyler's uh, coming back is because Xavier told him uh, he'd love to have him come back for that weekend and they can hang out. So, pretty big deal there, I think. That is a big deal. It is. It's good to have buddies.
1: It, it is. No, I mean seriously. It's good to have the the those that are leaning or recruiting or or whatever. I mean, uh, if I recall, wasn't Deuce Hogan like the biggest recruiter uh, last year in that class?
2: Well, you can still go back to the story. I remember uh, reading on Times, Tom's site way back in the day when when uh, Matt Roth sat there. I can't remember what hot tub he was in after he and somebody else went and visited another another school and they sat there and looked at each other and went, I think I'm going to go to Iowa and, they, and, and who I can, do you remember that story Tom I can't remember who it was that came along in that same was, class but
0: it was Blake Larson
2: who, yeah okay and they looked at each other and you know and they were big time recruits
0: they were down at Miami yep yeah they were down at Miami and uh, sitting in the hot tub and they both decided to go to Iowa. I not that hey not that, that the even, spirit, but it's even, terrific right I don't even know what to say about that uh, well
2: it's it's the way you do it though you tell you what you got to fall in love with the University of Iowa right all right so Tom uh this game at Maryland we we haven't really broken it down too much but uh, th- this is this is going to be an interesting one because ter- Maryland's uh got a lot a lot to offer offensively here at the very least uh, they uh, they're better than people thought they might be They've won some games. They uh, they st- stumbled a little bit at Illinois, but they've beaten a good West Virginia team, as we saw what West Virginia did at Oklahoma the other night. Um, how are you feeling about this on, on Friday night, Friday night in uh, in uh, College Park? I've done
0: it before. Feels like a trap game, doesn't it,
2: guys? Oh, yeah. Not not to me but, uh, anymore. Awesome, it, it did all the way up until yeah. we struggled with with Colorado State. <laughs> you know it's you don't want it to be a look ahead, but I'm not sure you can do a look ahead after you only won by ten points on Saturday. Do you think they're? Do you yeah. think that they're mentally going to? You think mentally the team that you talked to today, the guys you talked to, would be looking past this team?
0: No, never said that. I just uh, okay. I, I just said it feels like a trap team.
2: Yeah, yeah. I, it feels like it, but I almost feel like. Uh, this was a bonus last week that they that they that they had to think about what they were doing and, and work really hard to win that game against Colorado State because you you want to set up this gigantic game the next week. There's no question. And you know if you, they
1: win this one, if they win this one, really, what you want to do is you win to want to win on Friday. You get Saturday off, and then you get to prepare for likely an undefeated
0: top five Penn State game.
1: You have to win on Friday be, before be you. The,
0: the high, two highest-ranked teams that have played at Kinnick Stadium against each other since the the legendary one versus two game. So you 1985? were correct. On I that. was right
2: about that. Yeah, it'll it'll be it'll be enormous. Uh, by the way, that game's announced at a three o'clock <coughs> kickoff. It's sort of an odd time, but uh, three o'clock kickoff in, in two weeks uh, there in uh, at Kinnick Stadium. All right, Tom. Anything else else for Tom? Ask him who's going to win. Well, I, he doesn't like to say that until Friday. But Tom, who's going to win?
0: Um I'm gonna pick the Hawkeyes. That a boy. Nice. Way to go out of the limb, Tom. I
1: love your I love your stamina. Well here's what you can
2: do. <laughs> you can go to his website and read his breakdown as to why he's going to do that on Friday when yeah. he does the uh, when he night. does the complete breakdown. Friday. Absolutely. Alright, we'll do it that Friday. way. Alright, thanks Tom. Okay. We'll catch you next week after that victory then.
3: Thanks, Coach.
2: Tom Caker at HawkeyeReport.com. And don't forget, uh, recruiting news is out there. It's not as big of a deal some days now because so much of it is. Our phone line doesn't work very well when he's on the air, does it? No, clearly. You have been working that that board nicely for the last 20 minutes. I feel Um, like
1: I've been driving in an AM radio. With lightning all yes. around us. <laughs> uh,
2: nobody on the air can hear that. I hope. Uh, right. I don't think so. I've listened to, to the webcast. I, the, I don't. I don't think it happened. Well, they can certainly anyway, hear,
1: hear it here. Anyway, <laughs> his. Uh,
2: it, the one thing I, I, I will tell you about Tom's website is it's not all recruiting, and they, they do a feature every day, right? They've got a couple of features every day, and he does his breakdown on Fridays. Um, they'll do the. Uh, I believe is it tomorrow or Thursday? They do the um, behind enemy lines. They call up. Uh, he calls up his I think rival. Count, I think that's rivals on kind of, They have Tuesdays yeah. with Torby.
1: Wednesday, I think it's behind enemy line. Maybe it's Thursday. It might be
2: Thursday. And then there's a breakdown on Friday. And anyway, they've got their they've, regular features each week. They've moved up to where they do pro football focus on, on every player on both teams. Uh, it's good stuff.
3: Uh, of it's course, good stuff. It's good aside stuff. from
2: the recruiting, go out there and check them out. All right, we'll come back, wrap things up, get you set for Maryland Friday night against Iowa here on 1700 The Champ.
1: Hawkeye Huddle with Dave Creighton Jr. and Brett Ridge on 1700 The Champ, Real Sports Talk for Real Sports Fans. Really, and we're back. And we're back on the Hawkeye Huddle. That was a that was short a break, wasn't it? Thank I you, Jimmy. Two bites so, of food. Sorry about that. Uh, <laughs> I was listening for the uh, return, and there was no ads, so there we go. <laughs> Live at g makes 83 people inside the building steak night here
2: you notice how as the as it, even though it's warm out but as as we get a little deeper into the fall and into the winter this place just, just starts hopping every tuesday night right it, it really does get which is great because there'll be basketball games coming in here in the winter and we'll ha- we'll have that going on it'll be a good time uh invite everybody to join us here uh over the next uh, i don't know three and a half months as we go through the uh football and winter sports season uh, I want to thank the other great sponsors on our program. Of course, we've picked up and changed over our um, in, into our, our uh, new friends for REMAX. Angie Lancaster. Lance, Angie yes. Lancaster. I just stumbled a little bit there. <clears throat> Hold on. I was chewing. Angie Lancaster, REMAX Concepts, <laughs> and Brian Houck uh, of Key Mortgage. He's uh, right here sitting in front of us enjoying the program. I missed what it is. You have a relationship to the women's wrestling program. What was that all about?
3: Yes college friend's daughter
2: go is gonna going to go, re- re- it's going to wrestle. Is that he's next he's year?
3: Right wow. Now. So this is going to be re- Ella, Ella Schmidt. Ella Schmidt. So, right.
2: so this is happening, by the way, this, uh, this, 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 well, Tom Brands is, is all over pumping it up, right? Yeah. Trying to, you know, and he's very excited about having a women's program along with the men's program and pushing Iowa to, to really make it a, a, a girl's sport as well. Uh, an official sanctioned girl, girl sport, as they announced that last week, and it's fun to listen to him. I think he loves her. He just
1: loves. I believe the term is women's
2: sport, even in even in high school. No, it's the Iowa Girls Athletic Association. Oh, right? I a thought okay, okay.
1: I thought you were talking about the college no, aspect, no.
2: but uh, he is nevertheless. He's a, he's a wrestling guy all the way around. Doesn't matter one way or the other. Loves to see the sport. It uh, it and, and help.
1: Yeah. You know, great, uh, So yeah. great. Thanks to Hinge yeah. and Brian this year. Appreciate it very much. I want to thank uh, AMPM Plumbing. What do they, they do, Brett? They do plumbing. I'm going to tell you they're the best plumbers in town. It's not even close. If you need a good plumber, day or night, AMPM Plumbing. We are working on two other sponsors right now. I know. I didn't get a hold of the guy this week. I was, I, I, You're unavoidably detained. Well,
2: we met somebody at a tailgate party, right? Who yes. was interested, and it's funny as he was like. I've heard you two talking before, and we went into this, and he was interested. So we may have a news, uh, an announcement next week, and then uh, we got a friend who may uh, may want to spend a little bit of money because he opened up a business recently as well. So we're hoping to add to our sponsorship uh, list here in just a little bit. I'm but sorry, Hollywood's
1: yeah. Porn Videos is not going to sponsor the <laughs> Hawkeye. Hull. Well,
2: now hold on, that's not that's however. Not, not, <laughs> But our friend, our if friend, you are Rick, an
1: aspiring actor and actress. Gatehouse,
2: <laughs> gatehouse Pictures, <laughs> Gatehouse Pictures, film and video production here in, uh, in Windsor Heights here in Des Moines. Uh, Rick, Rick uh, does help us with our website and does all kinds of great work, including for me professionally in my other life at uh, at Wells Fargo. So uh, he does a great job as well. So wouldn't want to play that down as well. as He helps us out, got us back on track with our podcast, which apparently wasn't even being sent out. Until last week, right? So we appreciate that, Rick. We do. Back, baby. We're we're back on.
1: Okay. So Kevin was getting it. Oh, that's good. He loved it. He, <laughs> Some knows, are, he knows where to yeah. get it. Some people. He do knows it. where to <clears throat> where and when to walk into the ocean.
2: <laughs> two, two unrelated questions for you. an unrelated question for you. Are Iowa State. Sorry, John. I was, fans the I Hulk, Iowa I State and Indiana. As are they are they any good Iowa, where we can feel
1: good about those victories? Iowa State is a very good football team. They, a they can't play down in Baylor. I don't know what it is. Uh, they just that that is a complete and utter mind meld for them. Um, Indiana. They were
2: overrated to start, weren't they? Weren't they just overrated to start? Time will tell. I, I'm I with mean, you. I, I think Iowa State's
1: going to end up being good, but I don't think Indiana's going to end up being any good. Oh, Indiana's going to win seven football games. Although, the, playing in the East, they the know. Big Ten. I mean, they still have to play Ohio State in Michigan. Um, I think we're going to learn a lot about the Big Ten this week uh, with Michigan going to Wisconsin. Because Michigan State uh, finally had to play a team with the pulse. And uh, won a football game without a first down in the second half. Nebraska found,
2: finds, continues to find ways to to grab
1: defeat from the jaws of victory, right? I did see a school bus driving the other day, and there were no uh, Nebraska football players on it. Uh, underneath, Was it a short bus? Un- underneath oh. it. Oh. So I knew Scott Frost wasn't driving. <laughs> um, But, boy, can he just throw his players under the bus. mm -hmm. Good Lord, take some accountability. And, and, and and, And, frankly, you want to know what would make Iowa State a better football team? Is that if Matt Campbell, who I think is a spectacular coach, gave up being the special teams coach and actually hired somebody to spend their entire time working on that. Doing special teams and maybe coaching. It's I, clearly I
2: been an issue for them I for know. the last three
1: or four years, hasn't it? Tight ends, fullbacks. Yeah, I know. I, I don't care what, yeah. it, whatever it may be. Um, but, but the uh, lack of attention to detail, the reason they lost that football game is because they gave up a kick return for a touchdown. You're going back to Nebraska? The Iowa State. Well, I didn't watch Iowa State.
2: So what I, was, is that how, I didn't see how that Yeah, they, they okay. had 98 yards. And, and Nebraska, kick I'm watching that on the way home the other night. They kicked the ball to the kid, and there's nobody on that side of the field. Well, that's, that's they, wanted to,
1: they wanted to kick it to the right, and the dude kicked it to the left. Does Special anybody teams. even consider looking at the ball? Yeah. look up. Here it is. There here it is. This. It might be over there, over
2: here. I actually think and I think they're actually they're improving as a team, and yet that they, they, they still have these attention. It's attention to detail. So you go back and you look at why I. So, Do you so, know so Scott I saw Frost I saw someone have
1: 15 wins yet we're asking I did know that.
2: That's just insane. If you look at uh, so there was a there was Center a, a rivals.com article today about the surprise teams, the the disappointing teams, and the five questions this guy had as to, and his number his fifth question. Iowa wasn't mentioned in any of that, but his fifth question is how is Iowa rated fifth? And I'll tell you how they're rated fifth. Attention to detail, right? Because Iowa is currently the second least penalized team in the Big Ten. Knock on this wood right here, right, and and on my head, right. Iowa is currently the best best. Uh, uh, special teams team in the Big Ten net hands pun- down net punting net
1: punting uh, uh, it, it, field goals they it, got a terrific our, field because our friend goal. John eloquently put our punter beat Iowa State punting is winning you by, can get the t-shirts
2: right now I think at Ray Gun and
1: right? uh, all the proceeds go to uh, Taylor's uh,
2: uh, yes yeah, charity which charity. is uh, for uh, stillborn baby uh, baby research um, so uh, which was was a terrific neat thing he talked about today actually so um, yes, uh, Iowa pay, pays attention to details, and they're playing great defense. And this is why they're winning games, and
1: this is why those teams aren't. Which is why they can jump up and bite you at and any this point. Just in time. In, Anybody who doesn't think Iowa's the fifth best team in the country can bite my ass. You want to know why? Are they doing it in the ocean? Beat it. Beat us. Yeah. Yeah. Come. come Show come, up. Come at us. Come
2: at us. Show up. Here's the nose Here's here's Rose pinched <laughs> it. <laughs> so, there. Did he not knock, knock it down there? And,
1: and so. Uh, big thanks to G-Miggs yesterday for hosting their uh, golf outing. What a tremendous day in the VFW. A huge uh, – if you don't know, g Mix is actually in the VFW's headquarters. This was it. It is. I, didn't, it I still always is. forget that. Yes. It still is. And so uh, the, the benefits of yesterday's golf outings all went to the VFW. But he asked me a great question. Who's gonna score twenty on Iowa's defense right now? And is Maryland gonna score twenty this weekend? Not twenty four, not twenty five. Are they gonna score right. twenty points? So
2: we are we at twenty five or twenty six in a row under twenty five points. I think it's twenty six. Twenty six in a row under twenty five points. So eventually that's the longest streak in the country and it's not even close, right? Nobody's within an eyelash I think of Georgia that.
1: Georgia is might be next.
2: But it's it's a great question because as you look ahead the teams that are improving even on offense the, where do you see it coming you see it maybe from Penn State maybe this Maryland team and then after that they play a bunch of
1: eh, well, eh, offenses right per- Purdue scored was it 9 against Illinois yeah. Illinois scored 7 against Purdue so I'm not concerned about either Minnesota one
2: Minnesota lo- scored 10 against Bowling Green Nebraska scored 10 offense 17 offensive points against Michigan State I mean, yeah, there's not great offenses as you look ahead. So let me throw this out at you. Iowa wins this week, and Wisconsin loses to Michigan, which is entirely possible because I, don't, I, think, they're, I think they're fair to Midland this year. Um, <clears throat> Iowa has a two-game lead over the Badgers at that point.
1: Well, a two-game lead over anyone who else is uh, in the Big Ten West, and it's sitting there for them. Uh, the, ro- the road to Indianapolis could not be more clear. Take care of business uh, on Friday. Play play hard against Penn State. See what happens, and then win win the rest of the game. Right. So the, I mean, that's, right. That's basically the right. strategy. If you're going for the college football playoff, which we absolutely are,
2: you got to be Penn State. If you're worried about the Big Ten West, the road can the road doesn't necessarily detour if you happen to lose at home to a great Penn State team next week.
1: Well, it's this week. you got to get this one. You, you really have, do. You can't stub your toe. Iowa has been known. We are all bludgeoned from past experiences. Your friend down there made a good point. Uh, Iowa on the road typically comes to play. Uh, and This is my last call, Brett. It's, uh, you know, here's the theory. Iowa goes on the road. Did you know that Thursdays is usually the day that the Hawks get off for practice? So we're not missing any practice days this week. In They're spite, just, in spite yes. of a short week, our Thursday off is our day of travel. We don't get the Friday walkthrough. We get the Friday morning walkthrough. And then we go out and we play in a blackout, which I find interesting. Which, feel right at home with that, right? Right. You know, They're if you, telling yeah, Iowa fans who have to apparently wear, bought 10,000 tickets wear to wear gold. gold uh... uh Grandpa and Norm are going to be. Are they gone? Well, I don't think Grandpa's going to the game, but Norm, Norm will be at the game there in Maryland. And so, at any rate, I mean, I'm looking at this game. If I'm not mistaken, the last time Maryland came in, now they may have been down to their six-string quarterback, and their punter might have been playing quarterback, and Iowa beat them like 23-0. to zero. Yeah, they
2: didn't score. I think they got three, maybe zero. I, we yeah. shut them out. We yeah. shut
1: them out. And, uh, by the way, Iowa leads the Big Ten in, shut, in shutouts over the last five years, and it's not even close. I'm not suggesting that we're going to shut Maryland out uh, on the road. To his brother, I can't say his name. I'm sorry. It's Toilet. Toilia? So, yeah. Ta- know, I I uh,
2: who hits 75.2% of his passes so and, far. And the
1: extent of which his passes go down the field is about 80% under five yards. They got very fast dudes. They throw those quick things. And... But he's hit some big ones though. He has hit big ones. Well, hit, sure. They, he pump, yes. Fakes and he whatever. Does. Yes. You're
2: gonna do that against the Iowa zone, you know what you're gonna find? Third and six all day long. So what we're going to see, so Iowa fans just get ready for this. There will be some underneath passing that is going to be successful on Friday night. But Iowa will But expect a, Maryland to ball, have stood up if somewhere there's a about tip the fall.
1: We got guys gonna be right, right, right there. Right. If there's a guy who catches it, they're gonna get smashed. Here's we're gonna last, drop we're dropping guys, right? Here's yes. here's my last call. Hawks win this game. Um and it's twenty seven to thirteen. And this is why it's always better to go first. Uh Vegas has finally figured out that nobody's scoring on Iowa. So the total's down to like forty six or forty five. Um and they've been under the total every game this year uh thus far. In case you're... Uh, I, I, th- noticed that, I noticed that I noticed that painfully on Saturday, yes. Oh, good Lord. <laughs> anyway, so at the end of the day, I think the de- defense travels. Defense gets us at least two short fields, and the Hawks punch it in. We win 27-13. Well, like Kevin said, I, I agree.
2: We've, we've already played our toughest road environment, maybe our second toughest. Wisconsin will be something but Iowa State's probably our toughest road environment this year because of the passion that's brought into that football game right and Maryland the color and pageant. Maryland fans don't have that they well, just don't they they'll just have don't have it they'll have it right until we score right and they certainly don't have it against Iowa they have it against Penn State or Michigan right they, they, you're right they'll have it so we can go in there. Iowa can go in there, and they can make things happen with their defense. I like this. I I, I was going to go with 27 as well because our friend John here, Cyclone friend of the Hawkeye Huddle, had uh, 27-23. So I'm going to just go with I'm going to go with the Scotia the 24-23 Iowa win.
1: Oh 24-20. my good lord! You you're, so you're not laying the points?
2: No, nope. not laying wow. the points. not laying the points this week. The man has no ocean. I'm love. I. i I'm still loving this team, but I'm not laying the points on this one. That's By the way, that's the under, so All very right. good. All right, thanks, everybody. Help us out on the program today. We do appreciate it. Jimmy Olsen back in the studio, right? Appreciate yep. that.
3: And uh, for Dave Creighton, Jr., I'm Brett Ridge. Join us next week right here, 70 and under the champ for the Hawkeye Huddle.